Have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast? Sorry, that's a dumb question. Of course you wanted to start your own podcast. Podcasting's amazing. Head on over to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use promo code GAMEPINIONS. And then you, that's right, you listening to this right now, you can have a free month of podcast hosting service. And also, if you take that promo code, you can also get a free month of stats so you can keep track of that podcast that you're working so hard on. Blueberry is incredible, and the features are simply amazing. I don't have time to talk about them, though, because I have to start my own show. So after this episode of Game Pinions, make sure you head on over to Blueberry.com, look up what it is all about, use promo code Game Pinions, and get started on an adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to Game Pinions, episode 21. I'm your host, Kalman, and today I'm joined by the man who's always out of bubblegum, TJ. TJ, welcome to Game Pinions. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. So, a uh, little known fact, um, TJ is actually my brother. So, we are siblings. And I did not let him know prior to this, but as listeners know... Part of the tradition of this podcast, it's the longest running tradition, is that new guests have to talk about themselves a little bit. I got that idea from school when you kind of have a new class and then they make you talk about yourself. You have to kind of stand up and and say something about yourself. So this one is going to be geared towards your gaming background. So how did you get your start in gaming? So mom and dad bought the Sega Genesis back in the early 90s, probably around 1994, 95, and every Genesis 2, every Genesis 2 model, uh, at least back then, you could you could get it with Sonic 2, and uh, I remember probably the earliest gaming moment ever, I guess Dad was playing uh, Oil Ocean Zone, and I remember vividly sitting in the family room uh, back on Whalen Road, and uh, him playing the uh, level, the Act 2... Uh, Oil Ocean Zone boss, and you know, ever since I remember him playing that, I'm like, I got to get into this. So Sonic 2 is my first video game. Uh, played the heck out of that. Used to get mad. Used to wake up in the mornings and play it, and then stop playing after rage quitting, even as like a five or six year old. And uh, you know, I played Sonic, classic Sonic, uh, from then on out, and still do nowadays. After Sonic 2, I got into Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I actually had the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge first, and played the heck out of that a lot of people play Sonic 3 first which is odd uh, for whatever reason I had Sonic Knuckles first and uh, eventually got to Sonic 3 oh this is pretty awesome and then what way later probably around 1998 figure out you can plug in plug the two uh, cartridges in and and played that so I started off with Sonic uh, since then uh, you know played played a lot of the games uh, you did Cal uh, Battlefront 2 Smash mm-hmm. Brothers we both got started on uh, on the Wii's uh, brawl oh yeah uh, nowadays, I play mostly uh, the From Software games. Just wrapped up Sekiro, and uh, I'm on Dark Souls 2 right now, Scholar of the First Sin. Okay. That's interesting. See, I've, I've never heard that part of uh, the Genesis era 
type stuff. So you actually remember them buying that console? I don't remember them. You know, hey, I'm gonna we're we're gonna go to the store, guys. We'll be back in a little bit. Hey, guess what we got for ourselves? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I don't remember them getting it, but I remember that being in the family room before we took it upstairs. Okay, yeah, because I had really because I think back in those days and I do not remember anything about them getting any console and I don't remember ever going to the store and seeing video games at all like that just wasn't something that I did when I went over there so that's interesting um, I do remember going to like video stars and I remember seeing like the games you could rent I remember you guys rented a few um, different Genesis games there but in terms of like getting games and and all that I I know we had them I just had no idea where we got them from. Yeah, Sonic 1, for example. I'm pretty sure we bummed that off of Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> Go figure. What were they doing with the Genesis yeah. 2? Who knows? <laughs> I guess they had, our aunts and uncles were a lot younger when we were, you know, when I was five and six. So that's must where, at least where that came from. Yeah. Same with the Terminator 2 game for the oh, Genesis. Oh, God. And uh, maybe Winter Sports, which okay. did not work at all. Oh, that game sucked. On the Genesis. It just didn't work. I mean, you press the buttons and the character stays uh, stays there on the diving board for example <laughs> well was that the winter olympics or was that the summer olympics i think that was the winter olympic well i don't remember now i guess the summer olympics one maybe didn't work in the winter olympics which wasn't good either I, you see the winter olympics did work and that's when you had when you were uh, you know, shooting the targets when you go skiing whatever that's called oh yeah that was awful yeah you had like the the luge or whatever when you went down like the hill right yeah every, that was terrible every game was impossible you could not get good at it you're using the Genesis D-pad, which is a wobbly piece of crap. Yeah, nowadays going back and holding that controller is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I just can't do it. Not the most ergonomically designed controller. Uh-uh. Yeah, I I remember, I definitely remember the uh, the Summer Olympics one because it had all those stickers on it. I think we actually might have gotten that from Video Stars when they were going out of business. Okay. We might have bought that for some reason. I don't know why we would ever want that game. But yeah, I do remember the only game on there... Was the one that I can remember is that diving board one. It just wouldn't work. Right. The that only, is pretty funny. The other game we had gotten from Video Star that I remember clearly was uh, uh, Tom and Jerry. Okay. Yeah. I remember you guys rented that that one time. Right. And we wanted to get it again. It, it wasn't there. This may have been a week later. It just disappeared from the wow. available games list. What yeah. about uh, the Taz, Tasmanian Devil game? Was that there too? I don't remember that, but we actually own that one, I think. For some reason I thought we just stole it. I don't think I don't know, you know, like I said, we've we've uh you know bummed our share of cartridges off of others, but uh, I don't NHL think NHL ninety six. Where'd that one come from? That came from grandma and grandpa's house. It that is did? the one game that and Terminator two are the two games that I know for sure where they came from. Okay. I think we were playing it over there one time and there's like, Yeah, you can take it. It's like what was the point of them having that system? Like everyone had a Genesis, I don't know why. Yeah. See, it would have been better if you know one of us had a Nintendo and the other had uh, had a Sega Genesis. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember um, Anthony had a uh, Nintendo sixty four. I remember that Christmas. That's the first time I ever saw it. I didn't really understand what it was, and I wasn't super interested in it. But he was playing Donkey Kong on there. I don't remember that. But that was kind of the first time I saw that. But that is interesting because um, yeah, I kind of wasn't really well. Really, I wasn't really around during that time. <laughs> I was like what a year old at that point when I guess they got the Genesis. About so, that, yeah. Yeah, it's not. But yeah, so that's, that's just a nice little uh, intro that we usually do. It just kind of gives the audience a little bit of background. That way, when you're talking, they just kind of know at least a basic of where, um, you know, where you come from. So um, what about the games you're playing now? You said that you were playing uh, Sekiro. I, I, uh, I did Platinum Sekiro about okay. a week ago. 
Um, pretty good game. If people are wondering, you know, I've seen a lot of comments. Hey, I'm not sure. I've heard about Sekiro and how it's popular and all that. And people are kind of intimidated by it. They they know that from software brand, even though they may not have played the other Souls games and Bloodborne. If you're interested, don't uh, don't shy away from that type of game. Everyone sucks at first. The more more time you put in it, you will get you will get good. So I did wrap that up. And the last from software game, other than Demon Souls, which is not accessible to me right now. Uh, is a uh, scholar of the first sin dark souls 2 what's demon souls on playstation 3 i think it's playstation 3 sony exclusive if well, i recall correctly we do have a playstation 3 yeah but i don't know i like <laughs> just having two sitting on the table right now i guess is okay yeah and plus that would probably take you an hour to upload it'll probably actually take you an entire day to update that playstation 3 at this point yeah that yeah it's awful it's due for a remaster i know that so you're so you've been so you obviously enjoyed that game quite a bit i haven't played it um, I'm kind of in the crowd where it's like, I like to start things, but I don't like to finish things. And those games are like, it's like kind of a breeding ground for that. Cause it's, it's difficult to really get into, at least for me. Um, so I kind of hit a wall after a certain point and just like, all right, time to go play something else. There's something new that came out. The uh, second boss may have taken me 20 to 25 times, <sighs> just the second boss in the game. And you know, I see exactly where you're coming from. A lot of people can hit a wall fairly early in that game and just don't realize that they're still learning. I mean, the dying and losing your life and going back to start is just a part of learning. So it really is a hump you got to climb off of, and that particular game is a, is a, is a high mountain to climb. Yeah. But when you do, you know, you go back in New Game Plus 1, New Game Plus 2, and you're wondering to yourself, how did I ever lose to this boss? I am the king of this guy now. So it is it is something you have to commit to. Yeah. And uh, if you you know if you're weak on that and you kind of want to play like uh, you know Madden or Rocket League or things you just you know play for a little bit or you know what you're playing Cal MLB uh, 2019. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably more suited to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I feel like when I first started Bloodborne, I kind of had like this. Uh, you know, obviously it's kind of tough, but I did kind of get into a a groove, so to say, where things started to kind of click. But after that, I kind of stepped away for a while, and then it's just like relearning it all over again. It wasn't like riding a bike. I felt like I had to relearn the timing and all of that, and then I just never really continued after that. Yeah, I, I play a lot of co-op and a lot of Dark Souls 3 co-op, and I hadn't played at all when Sekiro came out, end, end of March, I think. And I had just now gotten back into co-oping Dark Souls 3. And... Right, and I had so many hours into it, I came back to it like nothing. Really? Yeah. It uh, and it comes a lot trickier because you know the bosses you help people with act way more erratically because the aggro is is swapped around. But even then, you know, you may die. You don't be afraid of dying when you do that. I mean, you, you die a couple times, like oh yeah, that's what you have to avoid in that situation. And that when he winds up like this or she winds up like that, or I'll just you know back you know backstep instead of roll or or take a swing and and things like that. So. I really haven't played single-player Bloodborne, but when you play as much co-op as I do, when you get back to that uh, single-player mode, it's it's almost like a relief. You know, all the enemies are focused on you now, and not you. I mean, you're ready for every action. So, yeah, I could see that. I mean, if you if you give if you gave yourself uh, maybe two three hours, you'd probably get into the swing of things. I think, uh, you know, Cal, you hadn't gone very far, if I'm not mistaken. You had gotten to. Uh, I got to Hamburg like the Trinoline. woods area, I think. Okay, that's. Uh, I, I for some reason I thought you had gotten to uh, that graveyard area. Hem 
Hemwick, uh, Charnel Lane, if I if I have that correct. Maybe uh, I can't remember. It's been such a long time. I just remember it was with the uh, like the snake head people. Okay, so that's definitely uh, for for Ben Woods. Okay, and so yeah, if you had if you had picked up. <laughs> I really do not like that area. If you had picked up right there, it'd probably be like, what the heck? Do yeah, I that's do where now? I picked up from. Like, what the heck am I doing? This right. is awful. Maybe it'd be worth it. You're so early in the game, it may be worth it if you ever wanted to get back into it to start from scratch. There's yeah, no just hit the reset button. Yep. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like what I played of it, I actually really did enjoy. I mean, the level design is pretty, it's pretty awesome. I mean, just the whole atmosphere that you have, it's kind of like, you know, you feel like you're alone, but then you're kind of mastering the game. That's stuff I liked about like Monster Hunter where you kind of pick up. After a while, you kind of just learn how to actually play the game. Right. So was, I actually really enjoyed what I played of it. So who knows? Maybe eventually I'll go back to that. I would recommend so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I've just, I've just been playing MLB. Um, stuck on the squads um, of Diamond Dynasty. I played some of the, the single player mode. And this is probably my first MLB game, I think, since the Vita version back in like 2012. So it's been a while since I've actually played an MLB game and I've been really enjoying it it's like really relaxing to play um the game is just super janky sometimes when you play online which is hilarious I just get a kick out of that um and it's I don't know it's just it's it's a good game to kind of just relax with and just have fun um I posted a picture on uh Instagram about uh it showed like all my my squad members and people are just freaking out because I had all these players plugged in on their secondary positions and they're like you know, if that gets, if the ball gets out into the field, you know, I'd be terrified. It's like, I'm just trying to have fun. It's not, it's not, you know, super serious. I'm not trying to, you know, put up records or have like, you know, amazing defense. I just want a good offense. And that was pretty much what I decided to do. I'll just plug some people in secondary if I can have more power and more contact power on my team. So it was really just kind of for fun. But the, uh, this, like the single player mode, like the, uh, trying to think what it's called now road to the show it's very similar to uh like campus legend mode in uh ncaa which is something i really liked and the fact like i love playing it it's really fun um you know you go through slumps and all that um but playing it i just can't help but think that you know madden should be embarrassed that they don't have something like that in there it's ridiculous that they don't um so it's it's been a lot of fun uh to play that and just go to extra innings, playing one inning games with just like stupid stamina drop offs. It's it's hilarious. You know, I've uh, been gifted a bunch of games since I started my from software career, and you know I don't think I'll be got another. You know, I don't think I'll be ever getting that MLB the Show game, even though I've heard some good things uh, about it, and especially from UCAL. Yeah, one of the things that uh, kind of cracks me up just just thinking about the creativity it allows people is the uh, custom customization of uniforms. Oh, yeah. Our friend John has the Domino's logo. Does your team logo have a special design? Yeah, mine is actually Krispy Kreme, which is hilarious. We're the Krispy Kreme donuts. Um, it's just, I mean, they have good they have good colors. Uh, my other friend, uh, Dakota, he has, uh, you know, Notre Dame. <laughs> so it's it looks good on a baseball uniform, actually. It's very Yankee-esque. Um, but it's just... The Domino's one, I think, is still my favorite just because of how ridiculous it looks. I mean, it's very, it's you know, that red and blue and white is a very crisp color scheme. So oh, yeah. It's definitely silly. It's like a whole bunch of employees are playing baseball yeah. professionally. Uh, so does your uniform look like the uh, outside of a Krispy Kreme donut box? Yeah, that's how mine looks. Uh, I went ahead and put pinstripes on it, too, to kind of replicate, like, the little dot design that the boxes have. 
Um, and I tried to get the closest to their colors. I actually went to Krispy Kreme a couple weeks ago just to make sure that my uniforms were on point with what they wear. Yeah. Um, and they actually had like Krispy Kreme hats there, which looked really close to the one that I made. Wow. Um, so I went back, um, when I came back here, I went and kind of tweaked the hat a little bit. Um, but I just, the only thing I wish they had was alternate uniforms because like, I'd love to have, uh, you know, an all white uniform and all green uniform and then like an all uh, red uniform. But now because there's only two, it kind of limits you on what you can do. So I wish there was further customization in terms of that, just to make it a little bit more, it's not really more realistic, but just kind of realistic to how baseball teams actually are, and they have their alternates. Um, but it's uh, it is really funny. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different customizable, you know, logos and stuff to pick from that the community just makes. I mean, it, it gets ridiculous <laughs> to a certain degree. What's the worst one you've seen? The uh, the worst one I saw was Pornhub. <laughs> was the black and orange uniform? Uh, well, you can well you can actually you select the logo and you can make your uniforms whatever you want. So basically you just you take the logo, you save it to your PlayStation and you can it'll tell you to upload a logo and it guess it's saved in that format so you can just put a logo to anything. Um so I didn't get to see like it attached to a uniform. I just saw it like on like the download section, but I'm sure someone's somewhere somebody is using that because that logo was there like 20 times in the first like 50 pages. So someone probably has Pornhub on there baseball uniform oh my goodness so do you ever play uh like random people uh with your diamond dynasty is that what it's called yeah it's Diamond Dynasty. yeah mm-hmm. uh, i actually don't play random people but you um, could if you wanted to i could it's just that i don't have a ton of time to play and i kind of just prefer using that time to play with friends um i don't know i just i just feel like that is time more well spent and i just like to be able to talk to somebody i know while we're playing um, and then we can talk about it later and we have like records against each other. But, um, in terms of playing with randos, nah, I just, I, I don't really want to do it. I kind of see why, I mean, you know, baseball is a, you know, I don't never played the game, but I know the sport is probably a lot less, uh, you know, fast than, you know, rocket league, for example, another game we play. So oh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would imagine, you know, being in talks with someone, you know, you, you're, you're familiar with probably keeps you more engaged throughout the time, especially when you had a game like you and him were playing the other night. That went 15 innings. Yeah, 15 innings. Makes it fun innings, yeah. all the way through. Yeah, it does. It makes it way more interesting. Like I'd hate to be playing in silence for 15 innings against somebody that yeah, I don't know. Just quit right after a while. It's just like, I, oh my goodness. I guess, and you also have to factor in that baseball is because of the whole pitching and hitting aspect of it. Server lag has a greater penalty than in a lot of the other sports games. Okay. Yeah. Like Madden, it kind of messes you up, but. I feel like there's a lot of time in between plays in that, and there's a lot of moving parts. But with baseball, though, it's like you have to focus on hitting that ball every single time or hitting your 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 zone. Any lag's going to mess it up. So I feel like playing with random people kind of increases the chances that you're not going to have a great connection, and I just don't want to deal with that <laughs> at all. Makes sense. You could be a lot of wild pitches and a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. Oh yeah, which kind of already happens already, but <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty hilarious. Okay. Um so I wanted to just kind of get into some notable news. Um don't really have to go super deep into it um because I do want to loop around to uh the main topic at hand, but um I haven't been on for a while and the reason for that was because I had a really bad stomach ache and I didn't feel like recording. So, um we are going to be just touching upon some of the the bigger news stories so 
Uh, first up is that Sony and Microsoft have decided to team up for future uh, cloud solutions in gaming, which is kind of huge just because we've already seen Microsoft collaborate with Nintendo a whole bunch um, in recent months. Um, that includes Cuphead coming to the Switch with Xbox Live support. We've also heard rumors that Xbox games could possibly be coming to Switch at some point. Um, that appears to be after um, they're done incorporating their stuff with like iOS and Android. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. But the fact that Sony, a company that hasn't been super into collaborating in the past uh, up until, I guess, right now, um, it's kind of weird for them to be teaming up with Microsoft. But um, given the reports, and I think there is some some big kind of like uh, fear maybe for Sony or at least, you know, some high level of concern about Google's Stadia or Stadia, whatever, whatever it's called, um, and their streaming service. I think there's there's definitely some heightened concern there. Sony has invested in the past uh, in cloud based, um, you know, streaming services. Obviously, they have PlayStation Now, um, which is arguably one of the weakest points in their ecosystem. Um, but they have invested heavily in that probably one of the first, um, you know, gaming companies to do that probably back in 2012, I want to say. Um, but they're looking at Google and they're looking at Amazon and they're looking at Apple and they're looking at Microsoft. And this is one area where there is definitely a massive deficiency on their end. So this move is going to be big for them because they're teaming up with Microsoft to essentially take down Google's attempt to kind of take the gaming industry by storm. But it's also not really immediate and it's also very vague. They didn't really go into a ton of details about what this is going to entail. The only thing I can really think of is that they're going to constantly be looking for, you know, improved servers and all of that. Microsoft is definitely very extensive, uh, you know, in terms of how many servers they have and, and what their technology is. So it does make sense for Sony to team up with them. But it also um, apparently blindsided a lot of the PlayStation team that is working on PlayStation 5. They actually went into a bit of a panic mode when this report came out. And like the managers and all that had to kind of calm them down and saying, you know, this isn't really for PlayStation 5. This is for future use. So we probably won't see a big impact on this um, in this, uh, this next generation. Um, but definitely interesting for sure. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely very interesting though. Um, and also I forgot to mention that, um, Nintendo's also apparently rumored according to a rumor that came out today. I don't know the source. I, I meant to write it down, but I didn't. Um, but Nintendo apparently is going to probably form a similar deal with Microsoft as well, which makes logical sense just due to all the collaboration that they've had up until this point. So, um, if anything that I take away from this news is that Microsoft has a very vastly different look on next generation than these other systems, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of puzzling. It's just, they seem like they're, they're going to achieve a victory here in a very unconventional way that no other system or no other console manufacturer has been able to do. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to watch at E3 this year. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got for for that story. Um, the next story was the uh, 
Nintendo Switch revision rumors. They exploded after NVIDIA latest financial report. Um, that to me is like, I mean, the fact that Nintendo has revised their systems every single generation they've had, whether it be with their handheld or their console, it's like people keep coming out with these rumors and eventually they're going to be right. So it just kind of seems like a cheap news story to me because, I mean, of course they're going to come out with a revision eventually. Um, so I'm not really looking for them to come out with anything anytime soon. Um, you know, some people think it's going to come out in the summer, similar to how like the 3DS XL came out like a week after, or the announcement for it came out a week after E3. I don't know if that's going to be the case this time, but it'll probably be a, a smaller, more cheap uh, Switch, probably without the dock. Um, it'll just be like a Switch Mini or something like that, more of a handheld to kind of replace the void left behind when the 3DS inevitably gets taken off the market. So uh, nothing really too exciting with the news um, besides really those two things. And even the Nintendo Switch one I don't really think is all that great. So um, do you have any comment on that? I mean, the Switch has been out for a while. I'm surprised we haven't heard something about having a new model for it uh, yeah. already. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just see what happens. Okay, yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, it, it's going to be something where they just come out and uh, keep coming out with these reports. Eventually, one of them's going to be right, and they're going to be like, ah, oh, see, we told you guys. It's just, it's, it's kind of stupid to me, but, um, okay, so we're going to move on to the biggest topic of the day, <laughs> the one the podcast name was uh, named after. Um, I kind of wanted to, to take this topic um, by pieces. So this is going to be about the, the Sonic movie trailer, but I wanted to kind of talk about what happened before the Sonic movie trailer back in December when some promotional shots were taken of Sonic. And you also had kind of like a, you know, blacked out version of, I guess, the Sonic figure on like a poster type thing. Um, do you remember those? Yep. Uh, just uh, had a silhouette, really. Of him in a uh, one of those stances you begin a uh, race with if you're on a track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not, just an outline of him. And right away, something something <laughs> was wrong. Long legs, <laughs> long arms, uh, just uh, way too. His, he his head you know, looked weird too. And this is all in a silhouette form. <laughs> something was wrong immediately. Now, I think that one was bad. Um, I think that the one where he's on the Golden Gate Bridge was even worse. Yeah, that was just odd. Uh, you see some some people take pictures of them at a beach sometimes where their knees are up and they're taking <laughs> pictures of the ocean. Just, something was very strange about that photo. Like he's taking a picture to put on his Snapchat or Instagram or something like that. He's sending it to somebody. It's like, hey, check where I'm check where I'm at. Uh, oh, I, was, I was very it was very weird. Whenever I've seen that, I'm just like, oh god, this is like a an animal, a CGI <laughs> animal doing these suspect things. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't make sense of it there. What are they thinking? But he had like human calves. Like his calves looked like human calves, but they were just blue. Like right. it was like weird. Like it, it, I don't know. Like as soon as I saw that, even before that, I actually thought this entire thing was a joke. Right. Like when they were saying, oh yeah, Jim Carrey is going to be Dr. Robotnik. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're never going to see that ever become a thing. But you see these promo shots and I'm like, is this, is this like for real or is something not quite right here? Right. And it was real, and there was something not quite right. I just think even back then, um, I knew this was going to just be a freaking disaster. 
Like, I'm surprised it honestly got this far. Um, because, I mean, I don't know about you, but nothing, I mean, nothing about those promo shots looked like it had any chance of, like, any ounce of potential at all. <laughs> it just looked, it's ridiculous. Well, it looked like some, and not to say anything bad about film students, it looks like someone's, you know, kind of final project that they got a B plus on. <laughs> it's not a professional, you know, film studio presentation of a poster. Yeah. It just looks cheap. Uh, the one where he's in a silhouette where the Sonic and, and the headshot, just even even when you see the trailer when it starts, it, it doesn't look very good. Uh, just the, the art style is very dark, and it's not what I imagine Sonic to have as a as a movie title. Yeah. So um, you mentioned the trailer. Let's, let's hop into the trailer. It's fast forward to probably, what, about like two weeks ago? Something like that. Um, the world was... Uh, <laughs> was unfortunate enough to receive this uh, abomination of of a movie trailer. Um, like, I don't even know where to start with this because the Sonic design is completely horrendous. Like, Sonic is supposed to have one eyeball. Isn't that how it is? Right. Just one uh, monocular eye. Well, the two pupils. It's like... But not separated like he's a flounder having eyes on the sides of his face. Yeah. Know? And the, the way that he looks, and like I was actually uh, probably a few days ago, um, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about like, you know, maybe the Sonic design's not that bad. Like maybe people are overreacting. Maybe I overreacted. Maybe this is something I'll just get used to. And it's, you know, it's not really a, a big deal. Then I watched the trailer again and it's like, oh, man, this is worse than the first time I saw it. There are shots in the trailer. Some look okay. Where he's got that real close-up shot, and his face is like right, right. You know, it's, it's a it's a close-up shot. Yeah. And, but his face is pointing straight at you, uh, and he's in that stance again, like he's starting to race. He looks okay there. I mean, he looks straight up his nostrils, which is disturbing. Yeah. But other than that, he looks okay. <laughs> now the two images that are just I cannot get out of my head when he does that meow thing and he screams, and then when his <laughs> side profile is shown when he's talking to the the guy in the car yeah he just looks so strange i can't get over it yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely not what i imagined sonic to look like and and i don't i don't know if you felt this way but that entire trailer and this this kind of i mean there's so many other issues with it but the entire trailer all i'm thinking is of is weird alice amish paradise that's the only thing i can think of I have to watch that because it's you know it's playing the I'm pretty sure it's playing the same song as like that song what that song is is modeled after so I'm thinking is living in an Amish paradise the oh entire God. time I'll have to watch that to compare like every time like that's like in my head I'm just I'm singing that song and it makes it even worse oh my goodness because it's ruining a Weird Al song which is just you know <laughs> I mean that's the biggest sin of all but as bad as Sonic's design is and it's it's bad I mean it is. It's god awful. As bad as that is, it might not be the worst part of the trailer. Well, I think you can make the argument. You. Well, I think Dr. Robotnik is also abomination. Jim Carrey is completely out of his prime. He has been relevant in years. And Dr. Robotnik, he is a hefty guy. Yeah. He has very thin legs, but he is a very hefty guy, you know, upward. Right. Jim Carrey's not. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dr. Robotnik started off with the big belly, 
in a very you know in those classic Sonic games, very egg shaped. Yeah. And then you know over the past I guess 15 years, he's had like more of a chest and kind of goes like <laughs> to a V, but the V starts at his feet. Which that's just uh, weird. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that design. Anyway, um, I kind of just wish that he was egg shaped because I feel like that would make uh, way more sense for Doctor Robotnik. And I wanted. I'm not. I'm not really a huge Sonic fan, but the fact they're making this a movie, I would want Doctor Robotnik to not be the mask, because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like he's the mask, which is just a. Or may or he he sounds like the mask or Ace Ventura either either one, it just doesn't. Jim Carrey is good at particular roles. This one to me made absolutely no sense to cast him in. I feel like they could not find anybody else for this this role. I would have taken Jack Black in this freaking. That would have been interesting. I would have taken that. I mean, someone with a heftier build would probably uh, be easier for yeah. me to suspend my disbelief. When I see Jim Carrey, who uh, you know I'm a fan of, uh, he uh, when he starts talking to the guy at the military complex and does his little spiel in the trailer. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've seen this before, haven't I? Yeah, that's it, exactly right. It's not right. entirely uh, original. Uh, you know, and, but, you know, here's the thing. I mean, it's seen, one of the good things I'll have to say is that he seems to be really into it. Yeah. Like, just because this may very well be a train wreck, he's not going <laughs> to pull any punches going all out with his craft. Yeah. So, you know, Street Fighter movie came out, I think, in December 1994, and if you look at Rotten Tomatoes or uh, Internet Movie Database, you'll see that gets very low ratings. Yeah. But people love the performance of Raul Julia, uh, who passed away recently. He uh, He's one of the bright spots of a rather kind of lame movie, uh, just from his pure talent. Right? He's the same guy, I mean, if, if you're not really what I'm talking about, he's the same guy who said, you know, the day Bison visited your village it was just any other day but for me it was well for when i it was the most important moment of your life when i visited your village but for me it was tuesday <laughs> it's like everybody remembers that line from a lousy movie so who knows maybe jim carrey will will provide some life into what looks like uh, a fairly grim ordeal yeah. this movie's going to provide for us yeah i mean plus it might be his last movie so i mean jim carrey's going to retire after this he might have to <laughs> i mean if it's that bad he might have to if he's still around, they probably can secure roles like this for a long time. Yeah, I guess so. I applaud so. him for uh, going all out. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess my biggest issue is really just the body profile, which I guess probably shouldn't matter. Um, I mean, Robotnik's pretty zany too. So if we're if we go for like the personality wise, Jim Carrey may have been a a decent pick. Okay. I mean, there's that one Sonic TV show where just everybody's crazy. Yeah. Where they just run around all episode, but so I can see, you know, there's some some argument that he would be a decent pick for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I could I could definitely agree with that. Um. Now, are you even planning on seeing this this movie at all? Eh, probably. Just to well, it's like the the chain wreck thing. You, it's terrible, but you can't look away. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll probably fork over a couple bucks to see what's up. Yeah. I'm interested to see what the you know redesign is too, but we'll get to that later, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um. Yeah, I will say that um, the the trailer, the one of the biggest problems I also have with this trailer is that to me it seemed to kind of, now this is a little bit of a broad statement, um, but to me it kind of seemed to mirror the Pikachu reveal in Detective Pikachu. And it was like supposed to be shocking and it was supposed to, 
you know, probably be a little bit jarring because when you first watch the Detective Pikachu movie and you see Pikachu, it's a little bit weird. But it's still cute and it's still charming and it just, you know, it still kind of makes sense. When you see Sonic, it's like he says meow. That's, you know, the first strike there. <laughs> but he doesn't look good. And why do we have to mix live action Sonic with humans? Like, honestly, I would have preferred for them to keep him like a cartoon or at least kind of, you know, more along that line and make it kind of like a Space Jam type thing. Like, if he's coming into their world, why does he have to be live action? Why can't he just be, he can't, why can't he just be cartoon? You know, Pikachu is a cute little cartoon mouse who's fairly small where Sonic doesn't look anything like a hedgehog. Yeah. He doesn't depict him at all. And yet they've meshed them together, some kind of humanoid hedgehog man thing. I agree with you. They should have just had his original or or modern Sonic design in there. And so what if he sticks out? Yeah. As long as he looks good, Space Jam's fine. I mean, they could have just took in, uh, taken his uh, character model from Wreck-It Ralph, a lot of people are saying. Yeah, that one's not bad. And do something with that. Maybe darken his fur a little bit. Uh, I don't think that's fairly difficult to pull off. And yet we have this anthropomorphic thing with human hands and human teeth and human legs. I, I don't understand yeah. it. Pikachu didn't do anything like that. I mean, Pikachu is essentially Pikachu. Yeah. The other Pokemon in that movie are essentially the Pokemon. I mean, they don't look all that different. Yeah, they're in 3D and they're applied to a real world. You know, Sonic, Son, I mean, they're fairly, I mean, but those animals are, they're not based off of a lot of, well, I shouldn't say that. The fact is, I think Pikachu was an easier transition than Sonic was, and the direction they went with Sonic was was wrong. They should yeah. have just made it look look fake. I mean, just make make it, give him darker features. I mean, there's other images you can go on Google Images and see what other people have done, and it just looks so much better. It's just it had bigger eyes, uh, pointy, you know, that rounder nose, that ellipse nose, uh, gloves. Uh, it's not not it wasn't it wasn't hard for just random people who don't get paid millions of dollars to pull off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like they could have definitely done a much better job. Um, I guess identifying what kind of movie this probably should have been, and I just I don't know. To me, I think it would have been more interesting if it was a Sonic movie inside of his universe and not inside of like our universe. Like I think it would have been cool to see like you know Green Hill Zone and all that you know all those locations rather than you know, going to America. It's like, like, what's the, what's the point of that? It just doesn't seem to make sense and it doesn't mesh well with, I guess the, the source material and all that. It's just, I don't know. It, it just feels weird to me. I mean, well, you know, who, who knows what the editing will be like and the overall story other than just saving the world and all that. But yeah, I mean, you think of some of those zones, right. And some of the music that the video games have to offer uh, throughout the last 20 or so years. Uh, and, and you know, why don't and there may be some inspiration of those things in the movie? We'll have to see. But you're right, you know, uh, Chemical Plant, uh, Carnival Night Zone, Hilltop, uh, things like that. You know, if you get inspiration at least from that area instead of just the, I guess, the California countryside. Yeah. Maybe, uh, may would have been uh, more interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just think that that would have, I think it would have been a lot cooler. Um, rather than Sonic just interact with humans, which I've always thought was weird. Right. Just Sonic 06, right? That's what he does. Yeah, he goes to a city. And granted, Mario does the same thing in Odyssey, but Odyssey, he's actually going from like world to world. 
planet to planet. This, like that 2006 or whatever, 06, didn't make any sense, and this doesn't either. Like, it's just, I mean, maybe the, the movie will kind of make it and kind of warp it into making sense, but just from an outside perspective, looking at the trailer, to me, it just, like, why? Why'd you have to go ahead and do that? I just... You know, it's easier for Mario to talk to people because he actually is a person. He's actually a tradesman. Yeah. So, yeah. Sonic's just a, an animal. Uh, or a humanoid. Uh, my, I was actually um, going to talk about the memes a little bit, too, mm-hmm. um, because Sonic to me, looks like the kid in Jumanji after it gets turned into a monkey. I've seen that image, yeah. And that's, I couldn't put my finger on it when I first saw the trailer, but that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, that looks really familiar, and it's not of any of the previous Sonic designs. Sure enough, that's what it was. Um, Did you have any favorite memes that came out of this? Because there was a crap ton of them. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people have mixed faces with him together. I mean, there's a Nicolas Cage one. There's I've seen that, that one, yeah. Ugandan knuckles yeah. <laughs> mixed together with it. Uh, I mean, people are really, really diving straight in here. Uh, one of my, one of the more interesting ones is when they replace his human teeth mouth as his eyes, and he has his a single eye where his mouth was. Uh, it's just the images people have mixed together is my favorite. They've also uh, people have photoshopped that that odd looking tails thing you know the oh, one yeah, where yeah. that fox is like deranged <laughs> and they just use the title cards from sonic instead and put it makes it the tails with that tails as the image uh people have gotten uh pretty creative with what they've what they have out there oh my god yeah that's that's like my favorite thing i think about like the whole uh the whole like reaction culture is that you have so many people out there that have access to photoshop and other various photo editing softwares and they can just make these things on the fly like within within hours or minutes after something that ridiculous comes out they can just go ahead and start taking advantage of it and getting a ton of likes and shares and all that stuff it's freaking hilarious though you know there's this on uh the nfl subreddit I used to see this uh, image macro that that monkey with the oxygen up at his nose, <laughs> you know. And if a uh, if a team would lose or whatever, or lost their, you know, one of their star players, they'd have that monkey in the in the hospital bed with the oxygen <laughs> with the hat on, you know, like you're know, on life support. This team's on life support, so I've seen one color that monkey blue, and, and would give him Sonic ears. It's like this is down for the count. Oh man, that is that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to kind of catch up on them. I've kind of stopped looking at it after, uh, I guess, last week. So I haven't really been diving too deep into that. But um, it's it's a gold mine. Like, anytime something like this happens, um, it's it's just a complete laugh fest at, you know, Paramount Pictures' expense and even at Sega's expense. Um, there's, uh, there's actually a quote from, uh, I guess, the someone that worked at Sega... Um, about the whole Sonic design and all that. And he basically just came out and thanked everyone for kind of getting on him about this. Um, it was Jeff Fowler, I think. Jeff, Jeff Fowler? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. Earlier in May. Okay, yeah. And he got, you know, he basically just said thanks to everyone. Um, and then, you know, an announcement was made. Um, yeah, that's right, by Jeff Fowler on, on uh, Twitter. He He's said, the director of uh, the movie. Yeah, oh, okay. So... He said, you know, thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. 
um, which is nice. But apparently, um, at some point in time, Sega was getting, you know, bashed for this design. But Sega actually had to come out and almost not really distance themselves, but they kind of had to come out and say, look, this is Paramount Pictures movie. Like, we're here to advise and we're here to, you know, give assistance where needed. But the movie's outcome is going to really be, you know, in their court. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but also kind of funny because of just how Sega has treated Sonic over the years. Um, just for them to get a little bit of criticism for this. And this is something they actually didn't really do. Um, so that, I got a laugh out of that. Um, but Sonic's going to be redesigned. Um, which, uh, what, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a good thing? Well, you know, it, they've got this, they've got like, uh, you know, until November, November 8th, I think is when the movie comes out. And I wouldn't be surprised if they moved that date back. Yeah. Because this is a disaster for them right now. I think it's a great idea because he looks horrendous. And really, I don't know how it works between Sega and Paramount. I mean, who knows what types of board meetings and uh, relationships they have with each other yeah. and emails that get sent back and forth. I mean, if I were Sega, I would not have okayed this if they were in a posi- if they were even in a position to okay that design yeah. because it looks nothing like the original. It's a real shame if Sega had, you know, gave the green light on that if they were in that position to do so. Yeah, I think it's uh, fantastic they'll redesign it. I wonder if they'll even show what he's going to look like uh, until the movie comes out. I probably would not. I'd probably keep it hidden uh, to, you know, you wouldn't want to go through this again. That would just, you know, double di- uh, double dip on on the, the disaster already. Yeah. So I'd probably keep it hidden. I think it's great. But another thing is, you know, who knows how far this redesign is going to go. Are they just going to change his nose up a little bit? Are they going to combine his eyes to the more familiar look that Sonic has? They have no time to do this. And, He's he's the star of the movie. This isn't one side character that gets five minutes of screen time. This will probably be a at least hour and a half movie with this character littered throughout. So they got to redo yeah. all that. I mean, it, this takes all. I'm not you know I'm not a uh, an artist myself when it comes to CGI, and neither are you. But uh, not many people are. But I know for I know that it takes a long time to do it, and not a whole lot of time is left before the movie comes out. I mean, it's, we're just a few months away from that movie coming out. So. Who knows what they'll be able to pull off? I mean, he is the movie. He's everywhere, I imagine. He at least has uh, 75% of screen time in this movie. They're going to essentially redo it, the most important part. Good luck. It's not going to be major changes, I don't think. They just can't They can't afford it, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, I mean, I look at this, and I think they're going to have to push the movie back. Um, in an interview with uh, io9gizmodo.com, um, an animation uh, studio character supervisor who worked on Paddington. I don't know if you know that uh, movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, so he worked on that. Um, he, he told uh, Gizmodo.com, if they took nine months to build a character, it's two to three months of reworking before you can even put the character back into shots again. I can't even guess what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and another visual effect artist who worked on Avatar and Power Rangers, uh, Daryl Bartley, he said, obviously on most movies, they're doing everything down to the wire. They push the limits of everyone involved to continue to make changes to the very last second you can commit a frame to film or digital. There are shots being finalized the weeks before and even the week before. There's a prevailing thought that you could snap your fingers and change things. So it's it's a lot. And um, Sanchez actually went, went ahead and continued that. And he said that 
Um, this kind of describes the work that he would take, and he kind of speaks from experience because there was a lot of criticism of Paddington when they first showed off that trailer because it looks creepy. Whenever you convert something um, to like a, a cartoon type thing, um, it looks a little bit weird. It doesn't look normal. Um, so basically, he goes on and says, from, a, from the design to the modeling to the rigging to putting in the skeleton to testing out the, skele the skeleton putting in the fur, lighting it, all of that work is easily nine months, and that's without major design changes or changes in the story along the way. Um, and he kind of seemed like he didn't like the idea that uh, Paramount Pictures are going back and changing it. He says, we've seen it so many times where people pile on instantly whenever they see something that they don't like for whatever reason, and there might be something I agree with. Whether it's Ben Affleck as Batman or the design of Paddington, there are so many things where people pile on instantly and I don't find it healthy personally. So, I i mean, I guess I agree with him in some regards to that. This is a lot of work. For a movie that, for all intents and purposes, might not even make back the amount of money that they're going to spend on it. Which is $90 million right now. That's, <sighs> that's the budget for the movie. And, man, I just... I don't know. Do you think? I mean, do you think it's worth it to do it? No, I don't think so. I think they. It sucks that the design is the way it is. Uh, I don't think the movie is going to be all that spectacular. Probably fairly pedestrian. I mean, you probably know what's going to happen watching the trailer, or even before the trailer was out, you probably know it was kind of what the movie would be about. Sonic saving the world, blah blah blah. Who knows what interesting surprise they'll have for us? I mean, that's really where I mean, people would be drawn to that just to see how bad it is. So you'd make movies movies that way. You could just make a joke out of it, but uh, I don't think it's worth it. It's probably make way more expensive. Think about it this way. Let's say that it costs another, uh, I really don't know how much money it would be. Let's say another $20 million and your movie won't make back 110. It will make around uh, 90. You know, you want to do what, you know, makes you the most money or at least makes it back. So you know, who knows how to, how to tell that for sure. But I don't think it's worth the expense and the time crunch to redo this and just hope you've got a decent film minus the character design of the main character on your hands. Yeah. Cause I mean, I imagine, I mean, I don't know a ton about, you know, virtual effects and you know, all that stuff, but I imagine that would be even a slight redesign would be enough to, I mean, you have to redo everything. You have to redo every single scene. And this is a character, like you said, is littered throughout the entire movie. I mean, that's like a ton of work. And, you know, you have to pay all the people that are working those hours to fix this. So, I don't know. To me, I feel like their first mistake was making this at all. No one asked for this. No one wanted this. It it should have never happened. Um, but, you know, secondly, they've already went, Sega personally, if they were truly advising this, they already saw the crowd reaction to when they, you know, made those changes to Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails. Uh, I forget what game that was. But they made his like arms longer or something, or his legs longer. Gave him a scarf. Right. People freaked out. I think that's Sonic Boom you're referring yeah, to. Yeah. That. Yep. Where yeah, they changed his arms blue and people lost their mind. Even though that Sonic looks fairly decent. I mean, yeah, yeah they're all very oddly designed. They gave knuckle steroids. Right. He's he's got like that Robotnik body shape, right, where he's got a really big chest and it just kind of gets smaller as he goes yeah. down. Mm -hmm. I mean, even but their faces, you know, their faces weren't changed. I mean, yeah. tails looks the same. Yeah, Knuckles and Sonic look kind of weird, but their face, the most important part of them, uh, so to speak, is 
there is is all intact. Yeah. And they changed everything with the character in the movie. Uh, right, they should have gotten a warning sign. Hmm, you know, this does this more or less perfect design of this character in nineteen ninety in the early nineties, ninety one with 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 Yuji Naka, and just changed very subtly. You know, his eyes are green, like in the late nineties, early two thousands, and so on. You know that he he still resembled himself, like a little older, but still resembled himself. And Sonic Boone, he he uh, he resembled himself, and now he doesn't look anything like. He's a totally different character. He doesn't look anything like Sonic. So they should have. You're right. When that my fairly mild outrage compared to what what it is now with the movie, there should have been a huge red flag to Sega. It's like, hmm, you know, we shouldn't change this guy that much. And if you do, if we do, not his face, not his body type too much. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, they should have they should have known better. Yeah, like that's 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 like something I constantly keep going back to like in my mind whenever I think about this movie cuz I, I you know, preparing for this um podcast, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, just like all the things that, <laughs> that they've done. And that just, that sticks out to me. It's like, you've already had an example of where a, even a slight redesign, which compared to how it is now, wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, but how much outrage that caused just for like longer arms and steroid knuckles. Right. Like and that was it. Colored arms. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's just weird that they didn't learn from that. Um, but once again, I mean, I, I don't really know what role Sega truly had in this, um, you know, creation of this movie. But I mean, even Paramount Pictures. I mean, you have once again examples. You'd think that somebody would have done research on how this is. And plus, I feel like Sonic fans, you know, they're they're ready to pounce on this stuff. I mean, they're tired of <laughs> they're tired of all this stuff. I mean, every single time Sega or whoever's working on Sonic, excluding Sonic Mania. They find a way to screw something up or make something worse. Like they, they almost like cross like a, I don't even know. It's like they, they just find a new way to one up the last person that did something. It's like, okay, you guys screwed up. Hold my beer. Right. It's like every single time they have killed Sonic so many times. And it's honestly impressive at this point. Like when I saw the trailer, I wasn't disappointed. Disappointed implied that after I looked at those promo shots that I thought that this movie had any promise whatsoever. I was disappointed. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, who, who knows what they were thinking? And uh, it's too late to go back on it. They they do. I mean, a lot of people like the changes Sonic has gotten or, or, or young enough to just kind of grow up with how Sonic has been for the last 15 years. You know, for me... Starting out in cl- classic Sonic, this is it's just amazing how how much has changed, and it's just completely unfamiliar. I, mean, I used to like the games where you try to get those Chaos Emeralds and you try to find the big rings. If we're talking Sonic Three and Knuckles, to to get to the special stages, and you know, changed so much. And you know, a lot of the games that have come after that are not very good. There are some people uh, people really like, and uh, just the the media that kind of surrounds it is is so odd and just not in line with how it was. They just don't know. I don't think the people who are in charge of what Sonic does, whether games he's in or or what movies they put him in, you know, any any type of media involving Sonic, they really don't know exactly what to do with him. And it's movies like this, ideas like this, that just kind of prove that again and again, by and large at least. 
Uh, you know, people do like Sonic Generations a lot. There are some fans of Forces, but it's just not what we're used to, uh, unless what we're used to is just constant mistakes that just seem you you guys didn't have to change anything. You're doing it again and again, and every decision you're making is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I think I've told you this before, I wish they would just take their original formula and with this new technology we have, just keep sprites. Sprites look awesome. I love They're ageless. It'll always yeah. look the same. Just make it a huge world, a huge connecting world that you just keep going through. Why not? Do something. Right. Just kind of world build with Sonic, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many things that they could do because, honestly, I feel like making a Sonic game, um, a good Sonic game is kind of difficult because, I mean, the old games... I feel like Sonic was a very important part of the game, but he's not the only important part of the game. Level design is an important part. You know, the whole smoothness of the game, um, you know, the fluidity of each level, which goes back to level design. The music was music, obviously a huge important. part. Yeah, it's very important with Sega's games, music. And and the color, of course, with those with the games, too. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's just all a mixture of, of greatness. Many different elements went into it being great. Now, there's too much focus on Sonic, and what they're doing with them is not good. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like in certain situations, you just can't plug him in, and I feel like that's how it is. Like, every Sonic game that, that comes out now, besides, like, you know, like I said, Sonic Mania and then a few other ones here and there, but it just feels like there's an emphasis on him being in a really poorly controlled 3D environment, and you have to go fast. But it just it doesn't work that way. It just, it never, you never establish true, like, control fluidity that the old games had. And even with, like, you know, Mario's transition to 3D, you know, to 3D environments where the controls have always felt, you know, maybe 64, you could argue, it was a little bit loose. Um, but the controls, though, it's a pleasure to control those. With Sonic, though, it's like, I don't know, it's almost like you're constantly on just a side-by-side D-pad with a lot of these new games where you don't really feel like you can just... You, it's just hard to control. It's just very strange that they keep doing that time and time again, or at least they were doing that time and time again, rather than just focus on things that worked and things that made sense and things that people wanted. So, you know, people do consider a few 3D Sonic games good. That's Generations, Colors, and I think some people like Unleashed a lot, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I, don't, I try not to bash those games and the people that like them because I've never played one i just see it i see the the game trailers and the video and it just doesn't interest me yeah it just doesn't interest me you know sonic to me isn't uh you say i don't even know how to explain the gameplay because i've never had my hands on it controlling him you know sonic for me is uh, an adventure type of going from here to there and you can stop and wait and think like what what route do i take uh next to get to where i need to go you know yeah. is there a big ring on this one do I want to collect a whole bunch of rings? Things like that. So I imagine there's a lot of fun to be had with some of those those games, and, and people people do love them. Uh, it's it's just not for me. And yeah. it's it, Mario, of course, you know, it's entered into that Super Mario 64 and became one of the greatest 3D platformers of all time. Sonic's games do not come anywhere close to that. They just don't. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't translate well. But that's that's been said many times. Yeah, it's just it's just a shame, like all the way around. And you know, this movie is just the the latest <laughs> the latest mistake in you know almost a 
a falling legacy of a character that Sega never should have allowed to, you know, get this low, especially from the start it had. So it's just it's just constant disappointment, at least, you know, for I think a large part of the fans. I mean, maybe there's some fans here and there that, you know, like some of the newer games and, you know, that's great. Um, but I think that for the majority of these fans, I mean, this Sonic movie is just another slap in the face again. Yeah, I mean, this people. I think at this point, people aren't even surprised with the lack of quality involved with Sonic. Yeah, I mean, it didn't surprise me. And the next move, you know, this redesign will probably make other people angry for some other reason. And when the movie comes out, you'll sit in the theater and be like, "I can't believe I spent money spent money on this." And it's probably what's going to happen. Uh, and you know, in the next thing, a couple of years from now, when they do some other game, I'll just be like, "I, I don't care." You know, it's. This, I can't believe Sonic is still around in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's great to have kind of revisit to the classics. You know, they can be kind of hard to get into Mania. It kind of reminds me of when people, you know, the criticisms of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, how long the levels are and so forth, where it just it's, you know, you die every corner because you're too fast and Sonic's in the center of the screen and and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not not going good for him right now and it's it's tough to see how just amazing how he just kind of hangs around like yeah. you said earlier who, who even asked for this movie in the first place yeah i, I just i don't sonic know sonic isn't all that popular anymore i mean he doesn't i don't know how many people are buying these you know sonic boom games and sonic lost world and all that i just, I just can't believe it he's just not as relevant as he was and it has a lot to do with the decision making for the people who control sonic and what situations they put him in yeah oh yeah yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I wish that Sega would kind of just give Sonic to somewhere else. I mean, at this point, I mean, there's so many great indie developers out there that are making amazing side-scrolling type games, um, you know, or just keep giving it to the Sonic Mania people, you know? I mean, I, uh, you know, I like the idea. I mean, Sonic has good stories. I didn't watch the uh, Saturday Morning Sonic, which is a show way way back when, I guess in the middle mid '90s when that came out, where it has to do with uh, him beating up beating up robotics robotics robots and uh, taking care of the uh, environment and all that. They could try to do something like that. I mean, there's older characters I don't think are legal to produce and put on the screen anymore. But yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to Sonic being in a feature film, but uh, you know, just maybe add some creativity instead of all this save the world stuff. Uh, I, you know, I really have no interest in, in what they're, what they're doing. And, you know, even though I'll probably pay a ticket to see it, I mean, it's just like, you know, what, 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 what kind of disaster are we, we looking at here? Oh yeah. You know, face first. Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, this is another, uh, segment that we do, and this will be our final segment of the podcast. Um, I've in the past called this, um, the Twitter topic of the day, um, but I'm just going to call it Game Opinions, but we're talking about a movie right now, so I guess it would be Movie Opinions. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I got a collection of tweets here that I thought were pretty funny. Um, we're going to go ahead and read these off here, um, and we'll retweet these just to let you guys know that you were featured today in uh, episode 21. So uh, this is from at... Uh, Musop, they said the worst part of watching Detective Pikachu was seeing the Sonic trailer on the big screen. <laughs> uh, I thought that was that was pretty funny, and they also shared a picture of uh, 
of Pikachu there. So. Oh man, he looks disappointed. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> staring into a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Which I actually found that a little bit weird that they're redesigning the character. They've already announced that, but they they're not pulling the trailer from the movie theater. I think it makes makes perfect sense to me. I mean, they shouldn't change anything. I mean, they want to get visibility of it, and you know, bad publicity is publicity. So. Yeah. Man, it's just it's crazy. Um, this one is at uh, Triple Jazz. Uh, people, I cried watching Endgame. Me, wait till you see the Sonic movie trailer. <laughs> um, this one, apparently this is a thing. Um, and this is from uh, at uh, Fower Power. He said, everyone in the theater did the uh meow when the Sonic trailer played. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if I can, I don't know if it'll go through or not. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. And it's funny because that's actually not the only person that said that. Um this is at uh Alex ZRP. They said <laughs> my therapist, the entire movie theater saying uh meow during the Sonic Hedgehog trailer isn't real and can't hurt you. The entire movie theater during the Sonic Hedgehog, Hedgehog trailer and she had the a very similar scene where everyone said the uh meow part. I thought that that was hilarious. That did not happen at my theater. Um, there was a couple of people I think that laughed um, when I saw Detective Pikachu. Did you have any situation like that? There was some uh, little kid on uh, the row. Uh, me and my sister, me and our sister were in. Uh, you know, when Sonic popped up, uh, he was just like, "Oh no, my God!" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we feel you, buddy. It's not fun for anyone." Oh my god, that is uh that's pretty funny. Um <laughs> it's it just it's it is worse on the big screen. I can definitely attest to that. Um I almost wanted to leave. Um this is uh from at uh Miklis Miklis, I don't know. Uh something like that. He said, "Oh yeah, the day I went to go see Endgame, the trailer for the Sonic movie played. Most of the people in the theater uh, was laughing at how bad it was, but this small boy near me started to cry at the first sight of Sonic. His mother had to take him out of the theater for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame her for for making that decision. Uh, trying to enjoy uh, Endgame or getting close to it, so I'm not surprised in his reaction either. I mean, he is fairly scary. Some of those shots, Sonic, Sonic is scary looking. He is legit horrifying. Some he looks okay, but others are just. What what is that on the screen? Get him off of there. It's or it's just very unsettling. Yep. Like really unsettling when you see him. Yep. So if I was younger, I mean even at my age right now, I was kind of you know mildly disturbed at the view. It's it's a great point you're making. You know I I loved Sonic when I was growing up, I and mean, I still do love classic Sonic. Um, you know when I think about you know what if this movie had come out in 1997. You know, be a seven-year-old kid, been playing for years now, classic Sonic, and I saw that on the screen. Oh, God. I'd be horrified. I'm like, what the heck did they do? <laughs> what did they do? That's not Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is a little cute blue character. <laughs> That's his own original character, Blonic. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to assume that it'd be something completely different. I, I would be appalled. Today, like we were saying, it's just a... Uh, you know, tip of, tip of the iceberg, kind of like the latest in the line of bad decisions. Yeah. But then if they had made that stark change, I'd be absolutely horrified. Like, what, 
Look how the master cut my boy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh that that would have been highly disappointing. I mean that imagine like uh Mario fans when they saw the Mario movie. I mean that's just so that's just strange too, but the, you know in this case they're actually human beings. That is true, yeah. And some of the other characters are just like holy crap, why did you guys make this? They're just, just I guess they're just, you know, trying to cash in on the popularity of Mario. Yikes. You can just ask the same question. What were they doing cashing on the popular Sonic? Sonic's not really all that popular anymore, I think. I, you know, I don't I don't really realize. Maybe I'm uh, understating how uh, popular he is. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that, that movie is just so crazy. I, you know, I've, I don't know if I've watched it all the way through, but I know a lot of what the characters look like, and it's just really strange. It's bad. Like Dennis Hopper is Bowser, and he's got this crazy <laughs> hairdo. Uh, why didn't you guys just make a cartoon? Yeah, uh, that would have been awesome. Horrendous. Uh, it's it's just oh my goodness. Make an anime, make a claymation, make something besides a live action. I don't know what the fascination with live action is. Like, and we we, we talked about like you know the Avatar Avatar Last Airbender movie multiple times. Um, like, why not just make it a cartoon of what happens after the series? Like, find Zuko's mother, do something. Like, it could be like an like two hour long cartoon style Avatar. Why did we need a live action where they strayed from the source material? And then, you know, that movie, animation really gives you a lot of opportunity to do things you can't do in real life. Now, with the advent of a lot, a really good CGI, uh, you know, a lot, obviously a lot of that is mixed with it, with Avengers Endgame, for example, where oh, it's yeah. really good and really real. Awesome. Like it's happening in real life. Yeah. Uh, that Avatar Last Airbender movie is just crazy. I mean, You've got uh, you know six Earthbenders doing the work of one in the animated show, and less impressively, you know keep it, animation really opens up a lot of possibilities that without a lot of talent on the uh, real life side of things with human actors side of things you lose a lot of it. Oh yeah, it's like hey let's get uh let's get ten Earthbenders to lift up this one pebble. I can never get that image out of my head when they're doing that crazy sequence of moves and it just lifts that, I don't know, maybe a, a couple of bowling balls tied together type rock and moving it so slowly in the air in such a fake way as if it was pulled up by a string and then taken down a pulley, taken down like a rail. It's just, it's unbelievable. And then you get, you know, episode five, I think it's uh, episode uh, one five, uh, season one, episode five, where Boomy and Ang meet up and... Boomy is throwing that, just tearing apart his castle. Oh, yeah. And throwing it. And Aang has this big tornado and he brings it back at Boomy. That's just like in the early goings of that show. Oh, yeah. And they had years to make this film. And there, there's nothing like that in there. Yeah. Uh, a, a, animation is, you know, I don't know. Right. They shouldn't have shied away from that type of media. You know, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, CGI, yeah, you can probably figure that out too, but with, with better character design. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned before the, uh, you know, Spider Verse movie. I haven't seen it yet. Which you have to. But I'm I'm sure I'd like that a lot because, you know, they went with kind of like it's kind of like a realisticy type of, uh, animation, but, I guess maybe not. But it uh, you know, I guess you said that, um, if I remember correctly, you said that kind of shows you the type of things that you can really do when you have like talented and creative people, you know using that technology to make that medium and that, that's uh that really is a crazy movie especially at the i don't want to spoil anything for you but there's 
times on the screen where it's just blowing your mind with how vibrant and how the characters move. It's so crisp and unique. Uh, it's like comic book mixed with, you know, Pixar. I, I don't really know how to. I don't really know how to describe it. But yeah. It's what it's like looking at that. Maybe I'm just not that big of a movie moviegoer, but looking at that, it's just like wow, I've never seen anything like this before, and I wish there was more of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so engrossing, and there's not a real life human being to be found. Yeah. Honestly, I regret not seeing that on the big screen. I should have just went and saw it. Yeah, we took that opportunity when they brought it back. I guess that was because of it won the Oscar. I'm not sure. Yeah. We're glad we did because there are points where you're just like, it's blo- the vibrancy on the screen is just blowing you back into your seat. Man. It's it's amazing. Yeah, that's definitely on my watch list. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I guess there's, there's definitely, though, uh, instances where um, movies have really disappointed me, like that Avatar movie. And to me, I feel like, at least just based on the Sonic trailer, like that Avatar movie to me is just completely inexcusable um, for everything that it did. Didn't get the names right. The animation was ridiculous. The sequences that they did, like you mentioned, the earthbending thing, just ridiculous. Um, Not accurate to the show. And, you know, he had all the sort, like M. Night, you know, ding dong. He had all the... uh, He had all the source material. He had everything that he needed to make a movie. He just had to follow it. That's it. Yeah, I think uh, certain things like that, that, I mean, that that, that series is about 60 episodes, maybe 60, 61 episodes. Yeah. Uh, How do you you put 60 episodes of high-quality television into, I guess, what would have been three movies if the first one was successful? That really needs, and I guess it is. I haven't really heard any recent news about this uh, Netflix adaptation. I don't know if that's going to be animated or not, but it needs to be. You know, you have to spend a lot of time on it, and it's got to have a bit of a series to go along with it, and not just you know three three two hour movies. Yeah, it just doesn't work. There's so much storytelling to do, and you can get a lot of the crap out, like the Great Divide and all those other lousy episodes and there are a couple of they're not maybe maybe five or six episodes that can just be taken out completely in an avatar but to do it justice make it make it a television series i mean you have things like breaking bad and the wire and game of thrones and all this that stretch out good stories for a long long time and yeah in my opinion are way more satisfying than these movies that just come and go some of the time you know the marvel cinematic uh, cinematic universe does a kind of like a unique thing where so many different movies are you know, sometimes just loosely connected, but they are connected, and that's not what uh, yeah, I imagine. Not there's no real talent out there to make Avatar or anything like this work that well. Yeah. So yeah, you know, if you want to stretch something out like that, make it make it into a series. If you want to do it again. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, that's uh, you know, I've kind of said that before with like, uh, you know, even video games to me, like the Spider-Man uh, video game. You know, PlayStation had uh, this September. That to me was a much better way of telling a story because you have pretty much an unlimited amount of time. Like you can just play it, you can set it down and pick it up whenever. It gives you more time for things to develop in the story. Where to me, at least, I'm going to use Star Wars as an example. This last trilogy that they're making, um, to me, the three-movie trilogy just does not work. With all the information that you have, like after this this last movie that came out a couple years ago, I'm thinking, well, crap. Like how are they going to 
tie this all together in one last movie. Like it just doesn't it doesn't work. I mean, you see how many movies it took them to, you know, make you know the Avengers story. Like how how are you going to tell me that you're going to shrink the Star Wars story into three episodes? Like it's just it's crazy to me. It just doesn't work anymore to me. Yeah, Star Wars, you know, worked back then because it's really a simple story. Yeah. And how does Lord of the Rings trilogy work? Well, they gave it you know, with the extended editions is like twelve hours of movies. Yeah. Like crazy ass numbers. They can do it that way too. Not everybody likes to sit through a three hour movie. Yeah. I think they're amazing, and I would gladly see Lord of the Rings or even Star Wars on an IMAX screen if they were to re release it. To oh, the absolutely. Theaters. Yeah, me too. So that's another way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it also comes down to the quality of the movie, too. Um, yeah, if it's going to keep you engaged, that yeah. three hours goes by like nothing. Because when I was in Endgame, I didn't think that was three hours. No, that did not feel like three hours at For all. For me, it's just like, oh, I don't want it to end. Yeah. So the more, the merrier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting, though, to see where Sonic goes from here um, and, you know, what happens from uh, from here on out. Um, I guess we'll probably uh, have a lot to commentate uh, in the coming months um, as updates are given for that. Um, but uh, I think I think that's pretty much all I have for today. I don't know if you have anything to, to add or... No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you guys can uh, find this podcast on Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, we are now on uh, CastBox um, somehow. I don't really know how. I just kind of googled game pinions one time and we were on there so uh we're available on there and we're also available on of course spotify so um leave five star reviews on apple Podcasts. they do go a long way um to getting the podcast noticed and just you know give us some feedback even if it's negative uh definitely is crucial uh to the show improving over time so i hope you guys have an amazing rest of the day and uh we'll see you next time on game pinions